0: I want to bring a short message and once again welcome by the grace of God. Short message by the grace of God. I love that statement. Uh, But I believe the Lord gave me the title of a message and it's called The Heart of the Matter Are the Matters of the Heart. Uh, The good news, you know, when you hear testimonies of like this, that all over the nation and probably the nations is there is a, uh, you know, uh, a turning back, a coming back to God. God's beginning to move, and uh, over the last couple of years, there's been much shaking in people's lives. Hands up, over the last couple of years, years have you felt things shaking around about you a little bit? What about the rest of you? <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love to say that things will get better in the near future, but I'm not sure that that's going to happen. I think these are times of testing and shaking and one of the reasons that God allows shaking in our lives is because he wants our heart he wants us to really turn to him and come back to him in every way so the title of the message is the heart of the matter other matters of the heart the bible talks a whole lot about the heart and the importance of it keeping it in really tip-top condition. Now, I'm not talking about your cardiovascular system. I'm talking about you and who you really are. Now, our heart is the real you. And it's referred to in God's word in a couple of different ways, including the inward man. The Bible talks in Ephesians chapter Three, about the inward man. It talks about the, in 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 4, it talks about the hidden man of the heart. So each one of us has a hidden man living on the inside according to the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 11 is the spirit of man. When God said, let us make man in our own image, this was the outcome. That's Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. We are ultimately a spirit being. This is how we are like God. When it said, let us make man in our own image, this is God creating man. God's intent to create man is that he made us in his image in this respect, that we are a spirit being. If I could just explain for a moment the way that each one of us made, we are a spirit. We have a soul. That's our mind, our emotions, and our will. And we live in our body. And we are given a time on the earth to live in our body. But at the end of it all, our spirit goes to an eternal destiny. And the Bible talks about that. So we are a spirit being. The real us is the inward man, the hidden man, the spirit on the inside. When Jesus met the woman at the well, and you can read this in John chapter 4, verse 13, Jesus used his spirit to read the mail of the woman. He asked her if, he, if she had a uh, husband and he said, no, no, I haven't got a husband. And she said, you've been honest, you've had five. How did he know it was the spirit man on the inside of him that knew? He didn't figure it out intellectually or academically, but this woman said to him straight away, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. We are called to, as Christians, to live by and live out of our spirit. It's the way that God made us. And to be able to do this is a real key to successful living, to live a successful life. Not a perfect life, but a successful life. And to have what the Bible calls true success. According to the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, you are God's seedbed. You are God's field. Our heart, our inner man, the spirit man on the inside, the spirit of a man or a woman is like a seedbed. According to God's word, it is a field. And we need to make sure that what we sow into our seedbed is good seed. The Bible talks about how when men slept, the enemy came and sowed seed, sowed tares. It's talking about the heart of man. Our heart is incredibly important. It's a seedbed. And according to the Scripture, The Bible says this in the book of Galatians. It says, don't be mocked. Don't be deceived. It actually says God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he'll also reap. So every day we are sowing into our own heart thoughts, words, images, attitudes that are going to determine our future on this earth and even our eternal destiny. We're sowing right into our heart. While we were up there, we talked about the importance of hearing, thinking, and speaking. Because when we hear, and when we think, and we speak, we're actually sowing into the Spirit man. Listen to this: Don't be deceived by your own heart or your own mind. We can have such a confidence in our own hearts, our own judgments, and our own wisdom. Have you heard people talk about following your heart? I want to ask you a question, should we follow our heart? According to God's word, the heart is deceitful above all else and desperately wicked. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Whose heart is the word talking about there? Let me read it to you again. This is Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all else and desperately wicked. It's the nature of man. And we need to realize that that is the natural condition of the heart. Doesn't mean everybody's bad. Not saying that, but I believe that our heart can deceive us. Incredibly, things like murder, envy, anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, immorality, division and adultery come out of the heart. And they come because what have sown into the house, into the heart, they just don't happen. Is this a shock to you? At the same time, the Bible says love. I never used to preach about love, I must be getting mellow. (laughs) Love, joy, peace, long suffering. Long-suffering, long-suffering. Suffering Suffering that goes a long time and you can deal with it in in your heart is actually a matter of the heart. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness come out of the heart. Forgiveness comes out of the heart. Love that is next level comes out of the heart. Giving comes out of the heart. Sacrifice comes out of the heart. Generosity beyond belief is a matter of the heart. It's amazing how God put, made us in his own image, but our own heart can take us off track and deceive us so easily. According to the Bible, great faith comes out of the heart. It says in Mark 11, chapter 22, verse 11, 20, sorry. It says in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, whoever says to the mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, those things he says shall come to pass. Great faith is a matter of the heart. In our mind, we can think positive thoughts, but with the heart, man believes. Under righteousness, the Bible says. God has made us in a very strange way because someone who can bless with their mouth in the next sentence can curse. That's what it says in James chapter 1. How do you control this thing? Because our heart is so easily manipulated and can be deceitful. Sometimes we can blame the devil for our problems, but he doesn't even know who we are really because the problem comes out of the heart. This morning, I want us to understand the power and the potential of the human heart, that we are in fact made in the image of God, and we are called to walk as sons and daughters of God on the earth we are called to do wonderful things in the name of the Lord but our heart is like a watercourse that needs to be directed by the spirit of God the bible gives powerful advice about the heart that we should heed we should read proverbs Every day, if we can, it's amazing because the book of Proverbs has got 31 chapters in it. I don't think that is an accident because it talks so much about the heart. And in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, the Bible gives some amazing advice for our survival on planet Earth. It says, This guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it come the issues of life. In this crazy world where we are being sent all sorts of signals every day, opinions, signals—you know, um, I don't know what the word is—crazy ideas. This is what the Bible says. This is the advice that the writer gives. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it. Spring the issues of life. Why? Because your heart is a seed bed, the Bible says. And your thoughts, you know, what you allow into your heart is actually going to direct your life in a certain place. If we meditate on the word of God that will produce the harvest in our life. The word of God is such a critical part of our life. It's good we've got our iPads and our iPhones. I had the pleasure of meeting, as I said, Angus Buchan a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things about all the men over there, all these mighty men, is carry big Bibles. And they carry them with them. You know, good on you. They carry, not just, this is a slimline. They don't carry slimline. That's like a wimps Bible over there. (laughs) Angus has got a big, big Bible that he carries everywhere with him and it's got my agricultural manual on it, being a farmer. But it can be your business manual. It can be your family life manual. It can be your roadmap to life. See, what we've got to do is continually sow the word of God into the seedbed of our heart. David said, your word, have I laid up in my heart that I may not sin against you. Everything that we draw into our life, every seed that we allow into our heart is going to produce a harvest that needs to be dealt with appropriately. Remember this, that if you allow your own heart to guide you, you could end up in the wrong place. It's not biblical. Have you ever said this about yourself, I've got a good heart? Have you ever been to a funeral where they said, well, he had a good heart? Well, that's not what God says about us. God actually says about us that our heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Now, I'm your pastor, right? I know what I'm capable of. I've become long suffering. But while I'm suffering long, I can have all sorts of thoughts in between. See, the heart can take us astray. The problem with society today is it has a heart problem because it's drifted from God because people followed their heart. But the Bible's got a better way. God wants to create a partnership between His Spirit and your spirit. This is the most amazing thing that God will create a partnership. In fact, this morning he is offering you this, that you make a partnership with him that will last for life and the benefits will carry on into eternity. Your life it will become God's life. Your future will become God's future for you. Your heart is God's field. And in your heart, there will be a incredible harvest as you begin to realise and give way to the spirit of God. See, what God wants to do, on my own, I have my human spirit, my inward man. This is the way that God created each one of us. But on my own... And left to my own devices, I'm not in a good space. And what God wants to do now is he wants to come and he wants to begin to partner with you. See, what happened? Jesus came to the cross and he paid the price for all our sin, every failing, every shortcoming. He paid the price for my anger, my, uh, you know, uh, murderous thoughts, you know, for for all the things that have happened on the inside of me, he paid the price. And now when I join my heart with him, I am forgiven, I'm made one. This is very powerful. This is what God wants to do with each one of us. I really believe, you know, quite often the reasons that people struggle so much with different things is because they haven't come to this place of absolute surrender where we give ourselves over to the God who loves us and gave his life for us. God wants to change our heart. God wants to renew our heart. God wants to make our heart one with him. You know, in John chapter uh, 3, verse 3, a man by the name of Nicodemus came to Jesus. And he inquired about Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Nicodemus, you must be born again. I'll tell you what it means to be born again. When Jesus died on the cross, he was raised from the dead. And he ascended into heaven. But from heaven, he poured out his spirit on the church. And his spirit came to live on the inside. And this is what it means to be born again. When his spirit comes and joins with my spirit, it's like the heart of God and my heart become one. That is what it means to be really born again. That's what it means. It's incredible because I was rocking along in my life as a young man and God came into my life. God changed my life. To God is the minute you choose to believe instead of doubt. The minute you choose to forgive instead of justifying a self-righteous response. Has anybody ever done that? Justified a self righteous response. Hey guys, let's have a laugh at ourselves this morning. Don't be too serious. Because I'll tell you about your heart. <laughs> and I'll tell you about my heart. We're all the same. The heart of man. Oh, it's just men. No, it's the heart of man and woman. It's my wife. No, it's not. It's you. And we've got to come back to this place where we forgive. You know, some people can't forgive. That is not easy. I remember the time that Linda and myself went broke. and And there were other people involved in that. This is a long time ago now, 30 plus years ago. And I tell you, I had murder come up in my heart. I wanted to spill the debt. Not God's way either. Linda and myself went away for a bit of a holiday. We had a few dollars, and she'd probably remember this, down at Lake's entrance, and one of the men that used to work for the company, I ran into him out the side of the supermarket, and something came over me that was very non-pastoral. I knew I had to deal with my heart. I had to forgive. We've got to get good at forgiving. Have you ever noticed that in a marriage you've got to be good at forgiving? (laughs) Have you ever noticed that? It's true now that in Australia, the average marriage lasts seven to eight years. Why? Because people can't forgive. You walk with a bloke like me, you've got to be very forgiving. When I preached at the conference yesterday, they actually told me, oh, Brian's on now. It's his turn to preach. And I got called up and I said, thanks for telling me. And I thought, what do I do? So it's just my usual provocative self. But I've got to be long-suffering to suffer long. God's after the heart this morning. And in this shake, I believe things are going to shake and shake and shake until God's got your attention. Everybody's going to be affected. Our state debt is heading towards $200 billion. That's going to affect you. It's amazing, isn't it? The energy regulators are recommending 30% price rise on your energy. Mortgage rates are going up. I've always said this, when the supply is restricted, the hearts will become manifest. God is after the heart. And I believe the answer to all these problems is not to us to fear or react, but it's for us to give our heart in totality. It's amazing what can come out of our heart. I'm looking for my Bible. It's down here. Because the issues of life come out of our heart. Thoughts come out of your mind. Good thoughts and bad thoughts. Thoughts. They tell me that every day a human being has around 50,000 thoughts. It's amazing, isn't it? I don't know who took the time to count them. Many of them will be good. Many of them will be bad. But they all come from the heart. Good things come out of the heart. As I said, faith comes out of the heart. Forgiveness comes out of the heart. Healing comes out of the heart. But also salvation comes out of the heart. I want to read this scripture as our musicians come. And it's Romans chapter 10, verse 8. It says, what does it say? The word is near you. In your mouth and in your heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. When I first heard this, I could hardly believe the good news. I could hardly believe it. In fact, the first person said to me, you're saved now. I said, I can't be. I'm a Catholic. What a strange response to make. Because do you know what? I was raised in church, but I had not personally found the way to salvation. God wants our heart this morning. He wants to reconcile us to his own self. Listen to this. If you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved because it's not really everybody else that's the problem. My heart is like your heart. Our heart is, according to the Bible, does not mean we're a bad person and we do different things do bad things, but it is the condition of our heart. Our heart with God cannot love the way that we're meant to, cannot give the way that we're meant to, cannot worship God the way that it's meant to, but it's when we give over our heart to Him that He will change everything about us. And according to this Bible, it says, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Why don't you stand up this morning and we are going to sing. I believe God wants to restore hearts this morning. Wants to heal hearts. But above all, he wants us to allow our heart to be changed.